0: Hey ladies, I'm Tori. And I'm Wendy. Welcome to
1: The Fruitful Vine, where we delight in motherhood and life, one honest conversation at a time. Hey ladies, welcome back to The Fruitful Vine. This is- Episode number two. Yes, episode two. Wendy, how you doing? What you doing? What you drinking? Fill me in. I am feeling
0: so, so good. I am drinking some H2O. Oh, ladies.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Same. Stay um, hydrated even as like it gets colder in these winter months. Like exactly. drink your water. Exactly. I have been starting
0: off my morning with at least 12 ounces of water to start off my morning and it changes things. It changes things. Energy wise, you have no idea how like dehydrated we're running around all the time.
1: So yeah. Or like when you wake up and your mouth is like all dry and you're like, I just need water. <laughs> I just, yeah. I just Just need water. When I first wake up, I um, usually have been trying to grab tea instead of coffee. I've been trying to push my coffee coffee. drinking to like 10 o'clock. But I have been drinking water in the morning as well. And I I think I do feel a difference. I agree with you. Energy wise, like I thought I thought I would miss coffee
0: so bad um, because I usually start first thing, like you said, with coffee, but I'm like, okay, let me drink some water first and see how I feel. Um, and it's just oh, so good. And like you said, I can go till nine. I don't know about 10, but I can go till, well, I wake up at 4 a.m. So I can go till nine and the whole crowd just rolled their eyes. <laughs> Listen, it's possible. I believe in you. You can do great things. You but know, what? like you didn't used to wake up at five.
1: Well, I'm I don't know if I told you, but I'm back to waking up at five and <gasps> it's really, really good. And I go on my like two-mile walk. I'm happy that I finally like got out of that 2020 blur of not waking up early, you it's, know.
0: It makes a big difference when you have that time just like
1: to yourself. Yeah, I'm like so much better for it in every <laughs> way. <laughs> every way. <laughs> now, Tori. What are we transitioning into right now, Tori? Consumption Consumption. Munchin. That's right. Okay, ladies, so this segment, Consumption Munchin, Wendy and I will take turns sharing anything that we've been consuming, anything that's been life-changing, or any seeds that our minds have just kind of been marinating on. Uh, So it can be from a book, from a TV show, from a movie, from a conversation, from something that happened in life, anything that we've kind of been munching on we're gonna share what you consuming Wendy all
0: right ladies now now my all-time favorite right now is live a praying life by Jennifer Kennedy Dean so it will be linked in the description but this or in the show notes description YouTube talking linked in the show notes at this devotional, ladies, oh my goodness, okay? I'm not even done with it. I'm eight weeks in because it's a 13-week devotional, and it dives deep into Wait, you're,
1: you're eight weeks in?
0: I'm eight weeks into a 13-week devotional. Eight weeks. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was about to say the math wasn't adding <laughs> up. Okay, got it, got it. <laughs>
0: No, it is so good. It is like such a deep dive into prayer because I truly believe that prayer changes things. And I just wanted to, there was something in me that was like, okay, is prayer just like me using God as a genie? Like, hey, can you do this for me? And can you do that for me? And if God knows it all and knows my heart why am i asking him for things that
1: he already knows you know not now and uh, go go no that's good that, that's just really good um i posted it on instagram a couple days ago like prayer is not her wish list it's her Weapon. Yes, that's what it was. And that's, you're reminding me of that. Yes.
0: yes. It's just so good. And I've learned so much about prayer and I've learned so, and it's very biblically sound. It's not just what um, Jennifer's opinion is on prayer. It's from the Bible. It's very, very good. And it just really talks about how prayer, how God uses prayer to pretty much make his will come to pass, you know, and it's not necessarily about it's just good. Trust me. Do do the devotional. You won't regret it.
1: Yeah. Oh, I need that book. I need that book. Can you hold it up real quick so I can see? That's so beautiful. You know, a couple of weeks ago I was praying and in the middle of the prayer I was like, no, like God, whatever your will is, like thy will be done. And now that I'm here, I'm actually <laughs> laughing over that prayer. But um <laughs> It's interesting, like his will will be done. And even in the brokenness, like we may not be able to see it right now, but I think that I'm getting to that point where I've lived long enough
0: to
1: know that God is up to something always. Always. Like it's, it's always getting you closer to his will, right? Yes. It does such a good job
0: at explaining how God works, explaining how God is inside of us. And so the things that we're praying, we're just opening up. What he ha- is our what he wants, you know. That prayer comes from him. It, mm-hmm. It's just really good, it, honestly. It's really good. It it's not one of those superficial like types devotionals where it's just like just you know you reading somebody else's opinion. It's yes. just really like take out your pen, take out your highlighter. We're about to study.
1: Yes, that's that's really good. I'm gonna have to get my hands on that because most devotional books, if I'm being honest, they leave me with like, huh. Could've Could have done that by myself.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It just reminded me of like how you feel about gathering around. But anyways, that's a whole nother story.
1: Oh, oh girl. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: it's more like making your own unit study, if you know what I mean. It's really, really good. It's really deep, and it makes you think about things that you didn't really think about. It makes you um, understand how God works very differently than how you may have thought God works. So um, one of the examples I can bring up there is how we work as um, interse- intercessors. Am I saying the right way? Yeah, yeah, intercession. Yeah yeah yes and that that's how prayer works that's what prayer is it's not us like throwing out wishes it's us opening up god's will and how god uses us and why god needs us in order to make his will come to pass it talks about how you know because only god can understand god's will and when with when we have the Holy Spirit and God inside of us that it's pretty much God's will coming out, if that makes sense. Mm. So good. Mm. Well Only and then makes it sense. makes
1: mm. it makes you think Think about um, the times that people have interceded for you that you have no clue of. Like, I'm always like, I wonder who was praying for me for for this joy that I have right now. Or who was praying for me for my safety in that moment. Like, you... It really is. It kind of goes back to what we talked about in the first episode of like vibrations and and the church being on the same vibration and yes. all of us kind of plugging into that source and sending those prayers up. That's beautiful. Yes. I need that book. Yes, you'll love it. You'll love it. Welcome to the fruitful vine. Hey. So, what are we talking about today, Tori? Yeah. So, I'm really excited about today's episode. Um, we're like, we're diving deep. We're diving deep. And we are talking about the dark side of motherhood. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Um, we're talking about the side you know the things that no one talks about and the things that like when it hits you you're like wait a minute I did not sign up for this no one told me about this where's where's the instructions on how to do this and I know that we you know we're all mothers and we've all had those moments and I just want to talk about it today I would I just want to talk about it, Wendy. Yes. So true. So Um, first, what is motherhood to you? Like when you were a little girl, before you were a mother, let's take it here. Before you were a mother, what did you think motherhood was? Honestly, I've always...
0: Wanted to be a mom. I've always wanted to be a mother. I've always wanted to have lots of children. So to me, motherhood was is like daycare. Like uh, I used to be a daycare teacher, so I was just like, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna feed them, I'm gonna organize this thing, I'm gonna give them hugs and kisses, and it's just you know, it's gonna have the hard days that they talk about, the hard days that you see on TV, girl. <laughs> yeah. But it's you know it. It's just, to me, it was just something that I always had this picturesque idea of, of what I see on TV, on, um, see my mom being a single mom, I was always like, you know, I'm just going to have this perfect little family and this perfect little uh, um, thing that I wish
1: I had when
0: I was growing up. You know? Yeah,
1: Yeah, for me, before I was a mother, I I saw every mother as beauty. Like I thought it was the most beautiful thing to like hold your to come. My mom actually had an in-home daycare. And I remember the moms like coming off of work, picking up their kids, and like like chatting with my mom and just I just remember looking at every mother like, wow, I wanna be that. I've always wanted to be a mom. So yeah, it was always just beautiful and picturesque, like you said. Never in a million years would I have thought it came. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. With the, with the growing pains that it comes with, and, and the pain and the fear and the love and the emotions that a mother holds in her heart, man. Yep. What I discovered, the, my big reveal,
0: my big discovery in motherhood is that it's motherhood. You know, that it's not, it's not childrenhood or kidhood, it's motherhood. It is the development and the growth of you as a mother. It is your patience and your gentleness and your kindness and your forgiveness and you becoming a better soul, a better human being, a better woman, a better person. And it has a lot to do with your relationship with God and your work. And so it's a lot of um, work.
1: (laughs) I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say you nailed it with it's your work. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, and you can't, I mean, I guess some women do, but a good mother can't hide from that work. And th- the work is heavy work. Hmm. It takes you under, it takes you deep. It, it is, it's an emotional war zone, shall we say uh, with within ourselves. And, and I think for me, so what I noticed is with men, um, men's growth is very, um, what's the word? Linear? Is that Mm. the word? Does that sound right? Um, They, you know, they are who they are and they grow um, and they kind of just, it's kind of like this, right? Uh, What I I feel like my own journey uh, in motherhood is that every time I birth a new child, I birth a new me. It is. And and not to sound like woohoo, but like it really is a metamorphosis of myself. Like I feel like I've lived so many different lives and have been yes. so many different people because I've had to adjust myself for each kid and always will have to adjust myself for each kid. Powerful. That's um, so true. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's a constant challenge of adapting And, um, looking at yourself in the mirror every single day, and that can be heavy. Yes. Yes. It's,
0: it's constantly being intentional about how you are, who you are, and, um, what you're developing into and just there's a, so much intentionality with how you live your life. it's not innocent, like when you're a child. and you know, you just you just lived. It's very much a constant mental battle. you're You're constantly battling your own mom guilt and your ability to want to be separate from your kids but still apart. There's just so, it's such a beautiful, complicated, intricate thing. And it's one of the things that makes me know for sure that there's a God, because if a mother can love a child, how she loves a child, there has
1: to be a God. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Like when I think about unconditional love, I think of um, a mother and child relationship for sure. When I think about God, there's so many characteristics of a female that I feel like is God, like our nurture, our nurturing spirit and um, our compassion. And not that men aren't compassionate, but I feel like, you know, God knew what he was doing when he made mothers. He knew knew that the work to raise up children was no small task. Hmm. He knew that You know, yeah, I made man, and he's good for this, but I need something spectacular. I need some some creation that's going to be able to literally carry the load of herself and everyone else, and still be cute and pretty and do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, just honestly, it's just very. Oh
0: God, it sounds so. Um, blasphemous to say, but just like, I feel like the same way how God raises us is the same way that mothers raise their child. I don't know if that makes sense, but there's just a really, there's a correlation there. Chills.
1: Mm-hmm. Chills. Yes. Yeah. No, definitely. That was so good, Wendy. <laughs> yeah. And, and maybe that's why we feel like, well, I feel like I feel like motherhood is such a dichotomy because we are a daughter mm-hmm. to our mother. And then we are a mother to our children. So we are in this in-between, very specific in-between situation. And it's like, it's like you have to be, you have to be the wise one, but like you often also just want to call your mom and cry and be the daughter. Like it's this, it like you said, just intricate Title. It and it, it's nothing to take lightly. Yeah, and so that that reminds me, Tori. So how do you
0: look at your mom differently now that you're a mom?
1: Oh my goodness. I mean, I I under I look at her with eyes of grace. Yeah. Um, eyes of understanding. Oh and, my gosh. And I don't. I mean, even when I think about being a, being a wife and, um, looking at her, you know, now that I'm a wife looking at her and, and as she shares things with me, I'm just constantly like it's grace and it's understanding. And it doesn't always come out that way because she is my mother. So it always, always, it -hmm. often comes out with like frustration or like, Mm -hmm. yo, this woman is crazy. (laughs) Get your, like get it together, mom. Like if I like get it together, do the hard work. Right. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, it's like, yo, this woman raised three kids and she had to deal with her husband mm-hmm. and she's still standing and she may be a little broken and she may be, um, you know, still battling a lot. But I get it. Like especially our mothers and they in their day and age especially yes. our black mothers. Yes. Self-care was not a thing. Nope. Stopping to care about yourself, to reflect on your own mind and your heart. They didn't get that privilege, which is so messed up. So I just, I just look at her with eyes through grace. And like I said, I need to do a better job of speaking to her hmm. with grace and, and acting uh, towards her with grace. But it, I, I get it, I get it. What about you? So
0: coming from a um, a single parent household and i just I am just amazed by um, what my mom was able to accomplish with three kids on her own, I just um, being a mom myself i don 't know how she did it and did it with such grace. I wouldn't, not that I wouldn't because Lord knows we are capable of such strength, but it's not something that I would ever want to do. It's not like she had her mom here or she had help. She had to do it all on her own and she did it. And, you know, she raised three amazing children. I think that me becoming a mother, I just admire her so much more. And I look at her so differently. And I'm so thankful for everything that she did wrong, more so than the things that she did right. And the things that she did right was amazing. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like I've learned, I am able to be a better mother, because I can learn from the mistakes of my mother and her mistakes have made me so much better of a mom than her, the things that she did right. You know, because of all the, I, I, she's given me a leg up. She's given me something to, to, to feed off of. And I mean mistakes as simple. When I say mistakes, I mean like her lack of self-care, like we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. And just how she was burnt out. Now I value my self-care and I may not have valued my self-care, not seeing what lack of self-care did to my mom. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah. Yeah. I value that. The fruitful vine. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you bring me to my next point of um, moms, turn up the volume here because you guys need to understand this. It is okay to make mistakes. You are going to make mistakes. And what's really cool about that is that God's power is shown, like his power shows out in our weaknesses. If we are these perfect little mothers, there's no room for God to move in the lives of our children. And more than the the one thing that I want for my kids is for them to know God in the most intimate way. And the only way wow. they're going to be able to, to do that is if I mess up. And yes. if instead of leaning on me and seeing me and always coming to me, they learn to go to God. And I think we need to, we need to change that narrative. You we know, we need to we normalize need to, it. We need to normalize that. Like, I tell my kids all the time, listen, Mommy and Daddy, we love you guys so much, but we will fail you. Yes. And when we do, we need you guys to go to God cuz he yes. won't he won't fail you. And there's so many, you know, journeys reading through the Bible right now, uh her Bible stories book with master books and um there's so many things that she's like, "Mom, I don't <laughs> get this." Like, you know, the Old Testament is scandalous. Oh but, my um, goodness. But yeah. I always tell her, I'm like, with time, as you live, as you live a little longer, these things will start making sense and God will show up in your life in a real way that you will understand. Yeah. And we need to remember that. We need to remember that you're a mom. You're not God. Yeah. I mean, we're pretty close. You're so, so close. <laughs> clearly. Clearly. Because that's what, that's, all, that's all we've been saying this episode. <laughs> But we're not. And and praise God for that because yes. that means our kids can like you were saying, Wendy, because of your mom's mistakes, no matter how small or big, you've learned how to do it a different way and you've learned how to um hopefully rely on God some, exactly. and some through some of her mistakes. Yeah. Exactly. I think that you understand the Bible
0: clearer as you grow and develop more. So when he says that he is stronger in our weaknesses, that's exactly it. That's where he comes and he shows up and he shows out. Like you're saying, when you show how we rely on God, like when you show that, oh, mommy made a mistake, I'm going to go pray about it. You literally need to show them, walk it out so that they can know exactly how to walk it out because a lot of the times we're faced with these things and we're like how do i rely on god how do i do it if you know if you've seen it in your childhood then you have some reference to to go mm-hmm. to
1: mhm yeah oh amen and that that's all i want to pass on to them is like man you know what? My mom wasn't perfect, but when she made a mistake, she cried out to God and she went straight to to the vine, to the one, the one true vine. Exactly. Yeah? Exactly. Okay, Wendy. So we talked about, you know, the heart of it and the transitioning of motherhood and, and yes. the schoolwork of motherhood. What are some practical tips that we can leave our lady listeners with? Like, how do you overcome... <laughs> I mean, I don't think you ever overcome motherhood. I think you're constantly in it. But how do, you, um, how do you move through it with grace? What are some practical tips?
0: Well, I mean, I know this is not as practical as practical can get, but take the pressure off. Like, have grace with yourself. Understand that our God is a God of grace. He's a God of forgiveness. He's a God of just um, overcoming. And if you cannot forgive yourself, if you let this mom guilt take over, you are no help to anyone, not to yourself, not to your children, not to anyone. So take time to truly forgive yourself and understand, like we've been saying, the mistakes are an opportunity for growth. That you are worthy of forgiveness. That forgiveness has already come. So under that's my number one tip: is to have grace with yourself. Start a new day. You know, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And and when those bad days come, okay, we had a bad day. Don't let shame or guilt keep you from moving forward. Like shame and guilt, you guys are the most worthless emotions ever. Worthless. They don't do any good. That and so every- worry. Yeah, right. (laughs) Worry, shame, and guilt. No, ladies, we're not doing that. Let's shed that skin. Um, My practical tip would be um, to, you know, there's nothing wrong with learning as you go. It's like, you are not supposed to know it all. You are supposed to ask for help from God, for other mothers around you. Like, it's okay to mess up. And no matter what, I think we have to remember that our kids see us as like these amazing goddesses. Yes. No matter what, like no matter what you do, your kids love you and you need to keep that in the forefront, not the shame, not the guilt, not the mistakes, not the worry. Keep it, um, keep their love in the forefront of your eyes. I think that'll just motivate you. That's right. Now, Tori,
0: Give us the books, girl. Give us the good books that are that is going to
1: that we can read and just dive deeper into these things that we just didn't sign up for. First up, the number one book I would recommend is the Bible. Um, always keep that close and handy because, um, like, it's life and it's a living book, and it will give you what you need in that moment. Exactly. Um, also, uh, a book that changed my, was fundamental to like me becoming a mother. I read it when I gave birth to Journey, uh, Nurture by Lisa Bevere. Um, If you follow me on Instagram, I've talked about this book. I gave it away during my September giveaway. Um, and it's just such a good book. So read that. It's um, It talks about women, really, and how like were these birthers, uh, but we're also like just all connected in a very intricate way. And I think it's beautiful. You Um, said that's Nurture? Yep. Nurture by Lisa Bevere. And we'll have everything in the show notes. Um, And then another one is The Conscious Parent. Um, Now this one is a little bit, uh, she's a a psychologist. So I feel like some psychologists are not good at transferring information in like the most simplest ways because- (laughs) Like they forget that other people don't have brains like them. Um, So so while this book, it it might take you a little bit longer to read and get through and fully understand, Um, it's a gem. Yeah, it it really is a gem. And it's good to have in your pocket and to go back to all the time. And this one challenged me because it was so opposite of the way that I was raised. So Mm. I kind of had to take like my generational learning of what a mother is and kind of like you know, kinda So did you mold it. it or flip it? Like how did how with the book. I, I like to say I flipped it, but I, I don't necessarily think that was a good thing. There's some sometimes I think like, huh, I should have kept with that one way of discipline. <laughs> I've made so many mistakes in motherhood and I'm going to make a million more. Exactly. Um, and that's okay. I think we we also tend to like carry our children's mistakes. Yes. Like Oh, that, that that reflects on how I'm a mother. No, it doesn't. There's so many examples of good men and good women in the Bible having bad kids. Like R- and, and vice versa. And, and vice, vice versa. And vice versa. Yes. So, so we so. need to like like take your ego out of it. If your kid makes a mistake, it's not a reflection on you. Exactly. If you know, if your kid, I don't know, we, we gotta take our egos out of it. And the Just conscious like- parent definitely helps with that. So good. So
0: I was just going to say, just like it is our relationship as mothers, it's their relationship as kids. We pour into them and then allow God to do the rest.
1: And she's preaching again. <laughs> amen. 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 <laughs> okay. Should we move on to our question and answer segment? Yeah. You've got mail.
0: You've got mail. You've got
1: mail. All right. So we asked you guys a couple
0: of weeks ago on Instagram to send us in some questions, questions about motherhood, womanhood, parenthood, all the hoods. And you ladies sent us some questions. Every single week, we will be answering one question that you sent and probably have more opportunities for more questions as well.
1: All right, Wendy, do you have a question for us? Or do I have the question? (laughs) Pretty sure you have the questions, but that's okay. Okay, here we go. Okay, you guys. So this week's question um, is best advice for a young mom of four babies. This is so perfect for this topic. Um, Well, we hope that this whole episode kind of calmed you and eased you a little bit. Um, But Wendy, I'll let you take the first half of this one.
0: Well, my number one advice would be to take care of yourself. It's always going to be my number one advice because I just believe that as moms, you have to pour into yourself in order to have something to pour into your children. And so if you have nothing, you can't drink from an empty well. There is nothing to give when you're on empty. There is nothing to give. So even if it's Five minutes of investment into yourself, it's worth it. It's needed. It far surpasses the homeschooling if you're doing that. It far surpasses the meal planning and the cleaning and everything. You have to pour into yourself first. So my number one, take some time every single day to make sure mommy is good. And if you're not good, get good. Figure out what we need to do so that you can get good. What do you have? That is
1: so good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So uh, I I put Wendy's up top. Mm -hmm. And then after you take care of yourself, lay your pride down and ask for help, period. Like, lose your walls, lose, I can do this, I got this, I don't need help. Ask for help. It's so important. It's so vital to lean in to the community around you. God has placed certain people around you to help you, to be the hands and feet of Jesus. So allow that to happen. Yes. There's no shame in asking for help.
0: I have gone through. I've always felt like I have four kids. You know, it's not anybody's responsibility to take care of my kids. I have to take care of them. No, it's a community. God place the village around you you have to find your village a lot of the times it's not family it could be friends it can be um it can be play groups and co-ops find your community because we're not meant to do life alone
1: yeah and and find it before god humbles you and makes you find it and like he no did with me like yeah, I was like, I don't need anybody. I'm good. And then this season of my life hit, and I'm like banging on my neighbor's door, like, "Can my kids come play?" And you, just, you know? And people want to help. Like, they do the community that got. Yeah. Yeah. We have to let them help. And I'm so blessed for my little, my, my community, my community of neighbors for sure. So if you're listening, neighbors, I love (laughs) (laughs)
0: you. All right, ladies, don't forget about our Instagram giveaway that we're doing. Ladies, reviews, reviews, reviews. We need reviews and we are giving away a nice prize. Did you like my singing voice story? It was beautiful. It was so good. Like, I need to go on American Idols. American uh-huh, Idols. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Maybe but, that's our next, maybe that's our next gig. Right? I really you think and that's me? where I'm headed. Home, home. Look at that. Look at that. Look at Tell that. them about the giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know, ladies. You didn't know. But anyways, the first thing you want to <laughs> do is leave a review of the podcast on wherever you are streaming from, ladies. We need those reviews. The podcast world loves reviews. So that would be Uh amazing. uh The second thing is follow us at the fruitful vine on Instagram. And if you want a little bit of an extra bonus, um, post and tag us at, at the fruitful vine and um, ladies, this holiday box is going to be amazing
1: because Tori and Wendy are designing it. Hello. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be so amazing that people are going to be like, wait, wait, wait. But can we all get some? And yes. then we'll just, for next year, we'll just make a whole bunch and you all can purchase. Yeah. That would be yes. <laughs> Holiday boxes, our next gig. Ladies, thank you so much for spending your time with us today. We pray that you remember to lean into the one true vine while you are busy being the fruitful vine. Until next time, bye. Bye.
0: Why is that the first time that we actually did it at the same time?